The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. What is happening? Welcome to the Nick and Alex Baseball Show, the show where we will be sold to the highest bidding team I am joined by the, well, the the manager himself, Alex. Fass. Oh, oh, very good. Yes, we've got a very fun uh, show in store for you today. Something that Nick and I have been working on the past week or so, where we're essentially going to be the GMs for our own favorite teams, which I'm very yeah. excited about. One of us has very extensive notes about all of the things that they would be doing. I actually other, made mine. You know, I, I was talking about you. you. I was talking yeah, okay. about you. Shut up, fast. I was talking about you. <laughs> you, you made amazing notes. No, no, no. I was talking about that. It's pretty funny. Like, guys, we need a sign assuming they pan out. And like, oh, man. One I of love them is it. clearly a Baltimore boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Who would There's be? a lot of good Baltimore boys. But this is, you know, this is rare that we get to do this where we get to like talk about our i mean i talk i probably talk about my team more than you talk about yours you don't really talk about the yankees quite as much obviously you pepper everyone in every else does while. for me it's great yeah everyone else does for you it's easy but you know people obviously know that i'm an orioles fan um uh so we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about the free agent signings i mean who knows there could probably even be some major free agent signings as we talk what are you laughing at what's so oh, funny I forgot, I, I forgot about your first line of your notes it's talking about the 2022 budget and uh-huh. the first line is, we lost our most expensive contract in Jordan <laughs> Lyles. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that insane? After they, I, I think, think he was actually more than Trey Mancini. anything more about the Baltimore Orioles than that statement. Dude, do wow. you know that? So the as it stands right now, this might be, I guess, Jace Peterson, the ink isn't officially dry yet. Like it hasn't, I don't know if it's fully signed, but as it stands right it. now. The the A's have zero dollars in committed money at the moment. Oh my gosh, zero! Like if you go to yeah, SpotRack.com and look at their uh, their 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 salary, it's zero because they're pre arbitration. Yeah. They haven't done any R with any of the guys, uh, and that just absolutely cracks me up. But we're we're not just talking about the day. We're also going to talk about some of the major free agent signings, like I said, and there could be more. I mean, it's been crazy the past couple of days, even since we uh, even since the, in the last hour. Uh, Andrew Heaney has gone. Josh Bell has gone. Uh, It's been great. We're going to talk about each of those in turn. Um, I do want to shout out uh, Ellen Adair. Got a very. I was able to meet Ellen Adair in person for the first time this past Sunday. Uh, We got drinks. We didn't even talk about baseball at all. We talked about the acting industry. We talked about literature, Shakespeare versus Chekhov. It was a very lovely conversation. And Trace Turner signed that day. 
Uh, Trey Turner. Uh, I don't know. He didn't sign that day, but it was very close. No, he signed. When did he sign? He signed yesterday. Yeah, he signed yesterday. We got a drink on on Sunday. What is time? Um, Well, that's a good segue. So why don't we jump on into the the bigger signings of the past week? And Trey Turner, 11 years, $300 million, uh, going over to Philly. What are your immediate thoughts uh, on this signing? I'm so upset the Yankees didn't get him. Um, really? I honestly, I I I, I think the best re- reaction I saw was the Savannah banner, bananas batter mm-hmm. hitting stilts and tr- and lumbering to first base and it was captioned Trey Turner at 39 still on the <laughs> and I thought that was amazing. But I think yeah. Trey Turner a bit undervalued i know that's kind of nuts for a 300 million dollar deal but the guy has been so dang good and sure he's going to get slower as it goes on you could say oh that's part of his appeal but he's not just a speed only player he's a great hit tool has power in it. i mean he's an all-around fantastic baseball player and i feel that i don't know you've seen other guys get more money and he's going to be such a staple for that phillies team for a very long time now it's nice to see Harper and Trey Turner get united too. Yeah, I mean, um, I agree with the sentiment that you expressed. I mean, I, I had a, a tweet yesterday that was like, it's a little surprising to see Trey Turner. He's the 10th most expensive contract in baseball. He barely cracks the top 10 and the 17th by uh, average annual value. That's pretty wild. I mean, like, obviously there are some guys up top like Scherzer or DeGrom who are going to demand like, sure, you know, yeah. a absurd amount of monies on two year deals. But yeah. you would think that Trey Turner would be able to crack at least right? the top like 15 or top 10 in terms of AAV sliding into home. Yeah, exactly. That that enough is going to give it to him. Now, it did come out, too, that the uh, Padres offered a lot more. Um, what was it? 342, I think it was. 342. Is that right? Yeah, I believe it was $342 million. John Hammond tweeted it a little bit earlier today. Uh, and he he walked away from that. That deal was on the table. Um, now, there's a lot of nuance that goes with that, too. $342 million. The, the Padres offer was $342 million. There's a lot more nuance to that. One, taxes in California are the highest in the country. So the 342 million is not 342 million and it does start to look a little bit more like the 300 million. But even with that said, you take out the taxes, uh, there are still taxes in in Pennsylvania. So it is still more money no matter uh, which way you look at it. I just don't know if he wanted to be West Coast anymore. I think he wanted to be on the East Coast. uh, And I don't even know if he was necessarily thinking like, I have to go to a winner because he just left a a winner. It's not like he's never been a part of a winning ball club before. He's always been a part of winning ball clubs. But man, that Phillies lineup is unbelievable. It is. I mean, that is unbelievable. Do you think they are now the front runner to win the uh, NL East? Uh, That's going to be it. Very fun time. Sorry, Marlins and Nationals fans. Uh, I mean, maybe I think they need to get another starter still mm-hmm. for them to be consistent through the season. You need a third starter than Wheeler and Nola. After that, you cannot depend on Ranger Suarez. You can't depend on I. Uh, I gosh, I can't remember his name all of a sudden. Uh, Bailey Falter. Mm-hmm. Um, you lost Cal Gibson, so you're not having Thor back. Um, that's why there's been a lot of rumors about Carlos Rodon joining the team as well. And that would make all the sense in the world to me. 
Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, I think Carlos Rodon, after, of course, the Verlander and DeGrom signings, uh, he becomes obviously the top ticket anywhere. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams are going to want him, and uh, I'm curious where he does land. So we, we let's pivot over to those conversations. I don't think we ever, uh, or, or those signings, I should say, I don't think we ever had a conversation about um, Jacob DeGrom signing in Texas. Yeah, we didn't do it. How do you feel we about didn't. that? Um, I'm, I'm a little puzzled by it. Um, I think cause what the, the, the deal wasn't, I mean, it's a good amount of money, obviously, but I would have thought he would have asked for a few more years. How many years was it? It was five years, five years. Um, yeah, five years. Um, I don't know. I kind of am surprised that that's where he ended up. I mean, I, I just released a poll about, so if the season starts tomorrow, and you have Jacob DeGrom and you have Andrew Heaney, who have both signed in Texas. Where do the Rangers fall in the AL West? And I don't think they win it. And I really think second place is going to be a struggle with the Mariners, who are still going to be very good. So I don't know if he is interested in being on a competitive team. Like the Rangers don't necessarily strike me as a competitive team. Um, I think that other teams probably could have thrown him a deal that was the same amount of money, if not a little bit more. Um, so it was it definitely was a it was a shock. I agree with your sentiment that it is it's good for baseball. Spread the wealth around. I dig that. Um, no income tax in Texas. Yeah. And he That's got it for five years. And keep in mind, he's going to turn 40 in the middle of that season. Mm-hmm. In the middle so of the fifth year. I think, yeah. So I think especially given DeGrom's health over the season of the years as well, kind of feels like this is it, DeGrom. And he made the most that he could make out of it. I, I understand it completely. Now, the Rangers, yeah. on the other hand, they have to get more of an offense. Yes, they got yeah, Semi. Okay. Yes, they got Seager. Adelise Garcia did well, but that's that's it. Uh, it's not a great get team. A little bit more help there. Uh, sorry, it is. It's a, he will be uh, 40 in the sixth year, which is the uh, a club option. So he'll be 39 in the last year of the contract. And then well, he's 35 now. I was just trying to do this math. He's 35 now. And he turns uh-huh. sorry, 34 now. He turns 35 in June of next year. I, I'm going to save you all the math on spot rack. It just lists the age and the and the season. <laughs> I'm just going to save you the math. I'm going to save well, you the math. The start of the season, he'll be 39. Mm-hmm. But then in the middle of the season, he'll be 40. Sure, but I guess in his age forty season, he'll be tw- it'll be twenty twenty eight the year. Yeah, of the it's club like two option. months of the season. He's thirty nine, and then four, he's forty. I don't know. You okay. get my point. He'll be yeah, pitching yeah. for the Rangers at age forty. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> now I don't know if we have. I would be curious. I don't want to go too far back, but I would be curious to know if they finally listed what the um, Trey Turner's actual breakdown is year over. Oh, year. of the yeah. per year. Yeah, you have to imagine generally. With these contracts that I, uh, it's front loaded. More front loaded with you know with their age and all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I, I am curious about that too. See how much of an yeah. albatross it does turn into for the Phillies. Uh, you also have Clint Kershaw going for twenty million back to the Dodgers. He even joked that he should have asked for more money. Given <laughs> did he say that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's very good. That was pretty fun. That but, is uh, very good. So, I mean. So the DeGrom deal makes sense. I'm happy the Rangers did that. And as you were mentioning, yeah, good for baseball to have more parity. Um, and then the Mets went and got Verlander. I was able to go on to SNY earlier today. Oh, lovely. Henry about it. And I'm a fan of this for the Mets. I'm not sure if you share that sentiment, though. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, I didn't think Verlander was going to be as dominant as he was last year, and he absolutely was. I mean, this is a, a, a Cy Young winner again. Like, uh, he won the Cy Young, right? Um, he's a Cy Young winner <laughs> again. about baseball you know, the Nick and Alex baseball show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's a Cy Young winner again, and I mean, obviously... Uh, like I, you would have to think that while there would be a drop off uh, from last year, because that would be difficult to sustain for really anybody. Um, I don't know how significant it's going to be. Like, even if he was able to return a high two ERA, which he's done for a, quite a long time or a low three ERA, it's good enough for me. If you get 180 to 185 innings uh, of a high two ERA from him, yeah, more than that, that it was 175 and they, a little bit cautious with a six-man rotation with the Astros this year. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that one injury, right? Did he miss time? Yeah, he missed time, yeah, because then Hunter Brown came up and threw a few games. Oh, at the very end of the year. Yeah, they yeah. slowed him down. Right, I remember that now. Okay. Still, I, I feel that Verlander can be 190 to 200 innings this year. And the way I see it is that the Mets look at DeGrom and they say, well... You're probably not going to be as durable through all five of those years, considering, I mean, I don't think I need to talk about the injury risk of Jacob deGrom. Mm -hmm. And instead of committing five years of that turmoil, including, of course, being the best pitcher on the planet, don't get me wrong, you're instead going just for two years of a pitcher that, for the most part, has showcased a lot of longevity, save for Tommy John. And after Tommy John, what does he do? He goes and gets 175 innings, yeah, which deGrom hasn't done. And for for a little bit, and of two years of that, that's it. And when the degradation is really going to hit, is likely after that. We might, we might see it some this year, some next year, but I think he's still got it. We all know the fastball and the slider did worse on stuff rankings this year. The home run rates were down; those should go back up, and all that kind of stuff. We know it's not one seven five ERA, but what the Mets did is they did not jump into the massive albatross contract, yeah, and instead got a, an ace at just two years inside of their their competitive window here yeah this this is great this is exactly what the Mets should have done because they could not do to Grom I think um in their situation or they shouldn't have and they got the next best thing yeah um you so there just to play counter for a second and like this is I love this counter is, it's my favorite game <laughs> that game counter that we love so much um this is One, you know just two three luckily i don't need to be analytical this is the nick and alex baseball show we're straying away from the analytics right yeah but right. one sure. of the things that happened down the stretch last year max scherzer admitted that he was gassed a little bit i think um and now they've got two old fogies um who happen to be great old fogies but they don't have the luxury that they would if they were in a division that isn't the NL beast where, you know, they're like the Dodgers, where maybe they could do a little Dodgeritis and rest Justin Verlander down the stretch, rest Max Scherzer down the stretch to keep them healthy for the playoffs um, because they're going to be beaten up on Atlanta and now Philly for an entire year. And I wonder if that is going to catch up to them the way that it caught up to them this year. Um, what do you think about that? That uh, that's the one bad thing about having older pitchers. Still, yeah. I think the quality is going to be great for these guys. I think you're still going to get a lot of innings out of both of them. Uh, it does mean that yeah, you need something else with this. If you're the Mets, you have Verlander, you have Scherzer, um, you have Carlos Carrasco, also not young and spry. Mm -hmm. And then right now, then it's a four and five of Tyler McGill and David Peterson. I imagine they're going to get another guy. Everyone's, what do you know? Carlos Rodon. They should yeah. 
re-sign Chris Bassett too. Uh, they might get some of those peripheral guys who are more of the innings eaters like Ross Stripling or maybe mm. get uh, Michael Waka or Nathan Evald. I mean, Waka's kind of hurt a lot too, but you understand my point of getting some more supplement depth. Tyone. Rotation. Tyone, right? That's one of the suggestions I had this morning. Mm. Um, but I, I, I think this is still a great move for the Mets. I mean, it does not, even though it is an older guy, yeah, it's still Justin Verlander. Uh, yeah, of course. You of need course. that, especially for the playoff push. You need Justin Verlander. Even though Justin Verlander is not good in the playoffs, he's worse than Kershaw, but that's another story. For yeah. That's uh, a, God, yeah. That, that is a good point. Um, the other uh, two, two other quick signings that happened today. One, Andrew Heaney joins the rotation down in Texas. Um, what are your initial thoughts on that? It's not a lot of money. I believe it was like two years of a third year option for like 28 million. So not really like a huge, huge chunk of change. But like last time he threw over 130 innings was 2018. Yeah. Like what do you I mean, granted, there already were five quote unquote starters in Texas before him. I guess Dane Dunning is going to be the kind of odd man out here because now it's what DeGrom, John Gray, Martin Perez, Andrew Heaney, uh, Dane Dunning, and then uh, Jake Odorizzi. Jake Odorizzi oh, Jake is also Odorizzi there. Signed there. Oh, yeah. Man, I forgot about that. Um, what a weird rotation. You don't remember, Do you remember when we were talking about the Rangers like three years ago, just getting all the high upside pitchers? They got Lance Lane in there. They got mm-hmm. Shelby Miller at the time. Yeah, because um, I talked about how they can't grow pitching at all. Right. And um, just to give it a little bit more water. That's all you need to do. <laughs> uh, but that mentality of risk is still apparently there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Andrew Heaney, Jacob DeGrom, John Gray. Uh, all these guys have had some sort of injury track record at this point but have this massive ceiling. I do like the situation for Andrew Heaney. Uh, Globe Life so? is a do you mean? better place to pitch oh, yeah. uh, than other places. Um, you know, and especially considering they're trying to build a winning team there. I imagine the hitters coming along. So, hey, he'll have a decent offense behind him. But it isn't good in the sense of, hey, he went to the Dodgers and was a more effective pitcher. And we hope that what he learned there applies in Texas. I don't know. I... My my hope is that, yes, you just learned things and those things that you learned don't just go away. Yeah. Uh, but I think you made the point in a previous podcast about the yeah. tinkering after. Let's say something's going wrong, fixing it and recalibrating. That is lost. So we'll see what happens in, in Texas. John Gray looked good. I'll say that. He did. Yeah. Uh, when he was healthy, he looked good. And uh, he maintained the stuff that he had in Colorado. So. Hopefully that applies to Andrew Heaney too. This is, it's a little unfair, but I was just thinking like, okay, let's see if this kind of um, Rangers thing that I had about them not being able to establish pitching was was or uh, or develop pitching was accurate. It's like let's see how Jack Leiter is doing in the minors in his first real season in the minors. Um, he must have been dealing with some sort of injury. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, 92 and two thirds innings last year at Double A. 554 ERA. Not what you really want no. to see to Not start exactly. your MLB career in double A. 554. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised though if he makes a correction, jumps up to triple A this season. All of a sudden we see him in Texas by July. Um, but like still, maybe, maybe I'm being stupid. I got to talk to Chris Clegg, who, by the way, is now a pitcher staff member, and it's so well, wonderful. 
That is very wonderful. Leading our that dynasty team. Um, so do we have any other free agents we have to cover here? Uh, Josh Bell. Just a real quick hit on Josh Bell. Yeah. Uh, any, any thoughts there? Why? Why, did Why they, not? Why did Cleveland go after Josh Bell? I mean, the biggest hole that they have is catching. And they're like, ah, whatever. We'll get Josh Bell. And I mean, Josh Neely is fine at first base. I guess he's DH there. Yeah, uh, it's just not the place that we expected Bell to land, especially as a first baseman. You would think like, oh, other teams have a bigger need for a first baseman than the Guardians. But there you go. Yeah. You, you want to know why he landed there? Why? Because the Guardians were the second to last team in team home runs last year. They have no pop anywhere. They have uh, no pop? Not even Cola? Stop. Uh, they don't like. I'm trying to. Who, hey, who led their? Let's go and get the guy that has 17 home runs in 156 games last year. Sure, but like Josh Bell, all all of a sudden becomes like the second highest home run threat on that team. Uh, like, I mean, obviously, Jose Ramirez had he had 29 last year, um, and now you've got Bell, who after Naylor, yeah, would have been third on that team in home runs. Um, Naylor also is a platoon bat, so I wonder if they just put Bell at DH and then Naylor in for righties and then put Bell over at first sure. uh, against lefties. Um, they've, other, they've got the room. that we've had is Tommy Canely and the Yankees. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's a great signing. Yep. I love it. I dig it. It's wonderful. Chris Martin um, over in the Red Sox. Totally. Totally. Anyway, back <laughs> to Tommy Canely. Um, no, so actually, I have a quick wild thought because I know that you have one too this week. Yes, of course. What is it? Uh, it has to do with free agents, but I don't want to spoil you. So I'll let yeah, you go first. Goes. He was just leaning back in his chair and I asked him a question. He was like, how dare you, Nick? No. Do you actually want to know what it is? I have one. No, you don't. I do. I will tell you. And I will tell you after this break. Welcome back. Alex Fast just took the entire ad break, pumping his fist <laughs> into the air. It was wonderful. You mean the one high yai ya from the Simpsons? Did you know that reference? <laughs> Uh, beautiful job, Fast. That was, that was one of the better ads. Like, we've thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I don't have a wild what thought. Is your, what, just, oh, my God. I'm so shocked, <laughs> I'm so shocked Fast. <laughs> I have a good one. Okay. Go I have on. a good one this week. I, I think that every offseason for free agents, it should actually be a draft where uh, the bottom team has one day to make an offer to a free agent mm. and they, it's like the what this is it you have one offer and they can take it or leave it and then they move on to the next pick and that's all your pick is is just to give an offer they can take it or not and then you go on to the next team that can offer one deal to one player and you oh, keep that's going. fun that's fun that's fun okay yeah i like that i'm gonna so stick in the realm the successful teams are yeah. at the end here Right. Uh-huh. You only do it based on like losing records. So you get the the ones at the bottom. They get the first stabs at making this and they don't know what they're going to get. And you cannot communicate. It's against the lo- rules. You cannot communicate with uh, anybody until the, you just make the deal. You just make everyone can have me. Ma- yeah. Yeah. Free agent snake draft. Yeah. I, I dig that. That's kind of fun. You, you give me you gave me inspiration because I kind of treated it like, a, I don't know, some kind of game show. So what I'm yeah. going to say is. All of them, every free agent, all of them are locked in a Big Brother type room, like the game show Big Brother, and they cannot get out until they are offered a deal. And so they sign a deal. And this is why that's good, because they're all they want to do is spend their offseason with their family. Right. It's the whole point. They want to be with their family. 
just want to get out of there. So they have to be like managers are going to put in with the CBA now. It's like, well, all right, let's save some money and put you in a big brother situation. Dude, 100 percent. The Yankees are like, hey, Aaron Judge, here's a three hundred and twenty million dollar deal. And he's like, do I want to take that and not be in this place? (laughs) (laughs) Or (laughs) I got to hang out. With 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 Carlos Correa for another minute, I can't. Yeah. I can't do this. Get me I can't out. do this. I can't do this. And every second that they're in there, they theoretically atrophy. They can't train. There's no oh, weight lifting. No yeah, way. they can't train. They're, they can't train each other. They rotate. Yeah. No, no, no. If you lift more than ten pounds, you're automatically docked fifty mil from that. Sirens go off. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what it is. That's what it is. And they I all like stole more fast. <laughs> okay, to each their own. To each their own. Oh, um, I think it's wonderful. Yeah, that's a good one. And we can like have cameras on it, you know, and all of that, and you get so much ad revenue, MLB. And this is how you promote your players. This is yeah. how you do it. Wait, hold on, hold on. We we forgot we we forgotten actually an important one that I do legitimately want to know your thoughts on. Yeah, yeah. What is it? The highest free agent signing in the history. Of the Tampa Bay Rays organization in Zach Eflin. Zach Eflin. What is that's yeah. that is a that is a very interesting so move, right? No, I mean, Do you think that this finally happens with the curveball? Like finally he's just curveball all the time? No. But okay. I, I, I do think that the Rays are saying, Oh, hey, here's I what we think is the best discount innings guy. Like of every free agent class, there's like, oh, all right, these are the good ones. These are the still good ones, but not elite ones. And then there's a there's two guy two groups of guys who will just get innings. Some are good and some are not so good. And Eflin, I think, is that was at the top of that ladder group, right? Of being like, all right, he's kind of good, get some innings, but he's not an elite one. And the Rays like, let's just go and seize that one and not have to settle for Jordan Lyles later. Okay, cool, great. Thing. Forty million dollars for Three just years. a. But still, just for an innings eater, yeah, you're right. It's only thirteen point three a year, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of wild. Three, even like a three year deal for so. Zach Eflin. He's a, uh, I mean, he's expected to to, yeah, he's gonna be like a four year or underneath that or something. Like, all right, yeah, cool, that works. Yeah, you know, the Rays need it. They, it's Shane McClanahan. Boz is out now. Mm-hmm. Tommy John Glasnow. How many innings are you gonna get next year? Where they don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey Kluber, uh, hi. I mean, all right. Hopefully you you stay healthy. Yeah. Um, they released Ryan Yarbrough. Yeah. Hi. Rest in peace. Drew, Drew Rasmussen and Jeffrey Springs, and there you go. Yeah, and Patino needed this, right? Uh, especially guys like Rasmussen, who maybe isn't a five and dive anymore, mm. but just have Eflin. It's like, all right, we've got some stability here. So I get it. Okay, yeah, I do think that kind of wraps it up for the the most pertinent free agent signings. Obviously, there's been other ones with you know Carlos Santana going over to Pittsburgh and uh, some of the ones that we've already reviewed about and Clevenger going to the White Sox. I, I, and I stuff. should correct myself. Corey Kluber's gone. He's a free agent. I forgot about. He's that. A free, yeah, their rotation right now as it's as it stands is McClanahan, Glassnow, Rasmussen, Eflin, Springs with Patino and the minors with Yanni Chirinos and yeah, those, you needed those you needed Eflin because they didn't want to spend on someone else, and he's like the best of that ladder crew yeah okay um so now <clears throat> let's get into the uh the kind of the meat and the potatoes Put on your <clears throat> you're looking forward to this but on my Put suit on. i already have suit. i have a better shirt than my suit I know. You on have the right now shirt on. the 5.0 massive letter p shirt i got a big p that's what i got 
This is what I tried <clears> not <throat> to say. I tried to yeah. give a different sentence so I didn't say that to everybody. That's what it is. That's what it is. Um, so here's here's what we're doing. It's kind of like we're almost in many ways kind of playing out of the park, right? Where we are now taking over as the respective GMs for our our, our clubs here. Um, you said you wanted me going first or you want to go first? Oh, yes. You, you lead the way to show you how much better I am at this. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Okay. It's tongue in cheek. Yeah. yeah, yeah no. uh, so it's, the Orioles are obviously at a very different place than the Yankees are right now. The current payroll right now before arbitration and anything like that, <clears throat> just just contracts is uh, $19 million. And I believe uh, 80% of that is with a recent Kyle Gibson acquisition who we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about free agent acquisition Kyle Gibson. We did not ask um, any thoughts on that. Um, I think he's a fine innings eater. I think uh, Tom Tango said that like any literally any pitcher who goes into um, Camden has a 25% decrease in home runs, which is unbelievable, um, considering that has been one of the issues that has plagued him uh, over the years. That is nice. Uh, I am I, I noticed something really interesting today where he completely changed his slider in the last month of the season. Mm-hmm. He like maybe turned it into a sweeper and it was awful. And I don't know why he <laughs> it was awful. Oh no. Yeah. It, it like, it had like a 385 Woba. It had like a, the lowest swinging strike rate of the, of the, the season for him or the second uh, lowest swing strike rate of the season for him. So I, I'm curious as to why he did that, but I do like that the Orioles are starting to have what looks like kind of a pitching lab, like with Austin both and with Jordan Lyles. Um, so I do wonder if they turn him into kind of an East West cutter, uh, slider dude, but those 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 fastballs are are tough. Like the sinker and the cutter and the four seamer are yeah. are struggle a little bit. Um, yeah. The slider is obviously his best pitch, but like I said, he started to make some weird changes. I don't know if that means he's going more east west. I think it's a fine signing. Um, what about you? Any any quick thoughts on Kyle Gibson? I mean the the Orioles. Well, you're going to tell us all about their needs and stuff, but yeah, Gibson is an addition. Yeah, he's an addition. Yeah, he. I. I don't think uh, someone's. <laughs> I think I saw this on Baseball Prospectus and thought it was very funny. Kyle Gibson is like going out to your illegally parked car and realizing you didn't get a ticket because you're like, no, oh, nice. <laughs> and then you just gotta go on with the rest of your day. You're like, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, all right. So as it stands right now, a majority of the 19 million dollars that the Orioles have on the books is because of Kyle Gibson. Uh, last year, our budget was $45 million, as Nick mentioned. Uh, Our most expensive contract was Jordan Lyles. Um, There are going to be a good amount of guys to pay in arbitration, and uh, Anthony Santander is going to get a few million in arbitration. This will be probably the first year that Cedric Mullins makes over a million dollars as a baseball player. Isn't that kind of crazy? Yeah, congratulations, buddy. We're proud it's of It's like kind of nuts to think like this is a dude who's been incredibly productive. He's been very much in the fantasy baseball zeitgeist for the past right. two years. I didn't fix it with the CBA, but didn't didn't happen. Didn't happen. Uh so either way, not a lot of dudes uh oh, who are gonna be on the payroll. No, no, no. A big Aaron signing Judge appears headed to the Giants, says John Heyman. Oh yeah, well that's not really a surprise, right? Oh stop it. Oh no, he deleted it's not. the tweet. He deleted, he deleted the tweet. He deleted. Wow, the tweet. Heyman just deleted the tweet. He deleted the tweet. No. Wait, what is going on? Um, I, I, also, there, there's apparently oh like God, a lot so of chatter breaking right now. Bradford William Davis, who's uh, uh, amazing with uh, uh, baseball perspectives, and now he's on is with Insider. 
put out an article talking about three distinct baseballs in 2022. Yeah. Three different ones. I know. It's awful. What is going on right now as we record this <laughs> podcast? I uh, so they were they're old school ones that were juiced. They were ones that were way dead. Um but they found that 36 bit balls that based on the concept were likely bouncier than the deads. Man. So they had like they had a lot of dead balls. They had some juiced ones and good middle ground ones. But yeah, it was a dead ball in some ways. I mean, I remember a lot of players were, were complaining about that. They felt like it was mm. like wet sock or something yeah. like that. And I, uh, man. Here's, here's uh, my wild thought. Use the yeah. same ball. So that? this is even better. Bradford William Davis. I got to say, you guys got to follow this. Um, he has a great chart. That's about where we found the Goldilocks balls. Those are the ones that were like actually really good. And I... Uh, most of them, uh, this is interesting. The Yankees had them in September and August. Uh, and wow. the didn't had them. If there has ever been a case for the Red Sox fans to jump on collusion for Aaron Judge to get a record, it is that. What? While, while we, Wilson's research found dead balls at parks around the country, the Goldilocks balls with a more batter-friendly weight profile only turned up at Yankee games and marquee events like postseason or games using balls with commemorative. Are you joking me? No. <laughs> only at Yankee games? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Only at Yankee games? Yeah. I, was there anything major happening at yeah, Yankee games a, in the a, last yeah, two months? Now, this isn't the juiced one. It's just not the dead one. And now that only happened. Yankees was only August, September and October. And it's only like a sample of like 12 that they found. But it's I mean, it's it's just a general representation of the sample. Right. So that's where they found them. They didn't find them anywhere else. They didn't get them before August. But wow. Wow. Okay, so that's August, September. October, so that's twenty home runs for Aaron Judge. Well, okay, let's not let's not go ahead and say that all of that was the Goldilocks ball. By the way, the Goldilocks ball is a normal baseball. Just so we're clear yeah. on everybody, that's a yeah, normal it's not a, it's baseball, not, a, it's not a juiced ball, right? It's just not the dead <laughs> ball. It's he might have deleted it because he said arson judge instead of Aaron Judge. Oh, that's uh, funny. so someone already tweeted. Uh, he deleted it, but the Internet will never forget arson judge, not Aaron judge, arson judge. I say that they have not heard on Aaron judge. My apologies for jumping the gun. Oh, my gosh. What are you doing to me right now? Yeah, that's that's a tough one. That's, that's why a tough he one. deleted it. Oh, I, don't, I do. So I personally do think he ends up in San Francisco, but. Um, well, I still have a game plan to talk about, but you're going to talk about right. yours. Hey, this is, yeah, this is okay. an action-packed Nick and Alex baseball show. Okay? Got a lot Screw it. We're doing it live. We're, we're doing it live. One thing at the end, because we're only like saving like 10 minutes now to talk about our teams. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Um, all right. So as I was saying, uh, probably going to be about 40 <laughs> to 45 million. 40 to 45 million on the payroll for the Orioles coming into the season. So I'm really looking ahead, right? Because with a team like this right now, you need to think about the guys that you're going to have to sign in the future, right? Obviously, the Orioles have a top three uh, system in baseball right now. 
Ad, even with Adley Rutschman gone and with Grayson Rodriguez likely to start the year in the rotation next year, by the way, did you know that likely to start the year in the rotation? That's important. I, I would love um, that. I, uh, that's what that's what I got from the uh, the fantastic mining the news that Jeff Sullivan uh, came out with today. Um, Jeff Sullivan. Um, what am I saying? The, Jeff, Zimmerman. Uh, Jeff Zimmerman. Jeff Sullivan. Jeff Sullivan. Yeah, um, I mean, we all miss. Sorry, Jeff. Sullivan. In our heart, yeah, yeah, Jeff yeah. Sermon. I mean, I got you, buddy. Yeah, I got. Thank you. Uh, so, Adley Rutschman. I, if I am a GM, I'm trying to sign him. I'm trying to pull in Atlanta and sign him now. Uh, I understand that it's riskier because he is a catcher, but even if he ultimately has to move to DH in a couple of years, sign him now. Then these are the other guys that the Orioles um, might need to sign to a longer term deal. Grayson Rodriguez, Gunnar Henderson, Jackson Holiday, who's probably not up until 2025 at the earliest. Colton Kowser, Jordan Westberg, Kobe Mayo or Kobe Mayo. Dylan Beavers. There's a Baltimore boy. Yeah, it is. Heston Kierstead and DL Hall, right? That is a significant amount of players. Obviously, uh, not every single one of those players is going to pan out. Judd Fabian, also another really good name. Um, But if we're looking at this plan, all the people that I named, aside from Hall and Grayson Rodriguez, are uh, either pretty much infielders. Like there's, I know there's a good amount of outfielders, but there's a lot of middle infielders. a good amount of shortstops, Jordan Westberg, Jackson Holiday, Gunnar Henderson, all shortstops. Jordan Westberg can play second and third. Gunnar Henderson can play third. Um, this is to say that I don't know um, where that need is um, for the Orioles at the moment. Um, even if three or four of those end up getting signed lucrative deals, that's still a lot of money to play with, right? Yeah, like, I don't think the Orioles are... The Orioles aren't necessarily going to be a team that exceeds the luxury tax, but like you could sign a lot of those guys to to big name deals. Um, so to pedal back a little bit, you got to save some money knowing that you're going to have to sign some of these young players to long term deals. With that said, if you're building, you want to start with the biggest needs, which are starting pitcher. Probably shortstop, even though we listed Gunnar Henderson, Jackson Holiday, Jordan Westberg, uh, second base and outfield. Um, one of the things that I really like to do when I'm talking about what the Orioles growth is, is to take a look at what the Astros did, because I really firmly believe that the Orioles are following a very similar model to what the Astros did, which okay. is like All right. drafting a lot of pros- a lot of hitting prospects and trading a good amount of them to be able to acquire pitchers either via free agency or via trade. Because when they went from 22 games under 500 to 10 games over, um, they did have one homegrown talent, which was Dallas Keuchel or actually and Lance McCullers, right? Um, and then there were guys who they acquired, like Colin McHugh. They uh, traded for Mike Fires. They uh, became more aggressive and got guys like Charlie Morton. They obviously got Cole. They got Verlander. Um, so I think that's the same plan. So where does that put us right now? One, I do think it would be wise, even with the, the dearth of uh, shortstop prospects that we have right now, to sign either one of Dansby or Carlos Correa. And go, I think you get him. I think you should. They should. I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up with the Correa with the old Houston connection, but I think I would personally prefer Dansby. I would prefer both of them over Bogart solely because I would like the guy who slightly skews a little bit younger. Both of them are 28 and Bogarts is 30. I still think Bogarts is fantastic, but I think I would rather have the defense of Dansby or Correa, even though Correa totally dropped off last year. Um, so we could fill the hole that way. Um, when it comes to starting pitchers this is where it gets interesting. I don't know. If I'm signing Rodon as a GM. Yeah, I don't think I'm doing it. 
he wants he wants six years right now i don't know if i'm getting more than like 600 innings over six years from carlos rodon like i just don't know if i can necessarily trust that that is going to be the case for him what is really funny literally the Hmm. second you said this i got a tweet saying looking forward to your thoughts on carlos rodon signing with the orioles really it wasn't it's not official but yeah someone magic oriole uh, you might mm-hmm. know from Twitch uh, and commenting. Yeah, he just said that exactly when you said that. So I'm just saying. So he, he last year was his career high in innings at 178. Like, I just don't know if I want a guy who's been around since 2015 going into his age 30 season who has never thrown more than 180 innings and then sign him to a six-year deal. Um, what I do think I might enjoy, and there's a reason for this too. I understand that might be a little bit crazy. And I, there's a lot of stuff in the Orioles Twitter about like not having a loser mentality anymore, which I'm all about. I wouldn't mind getting another innings eater in Bassett. Um, I think that would be kind of nice. And I do think I he's got like a good Bassett's amount of upside. already been an Oriole for so long. It just, <laughs> it just feels like an Oriole. He could be an Oriole. Um, I also kind of think Ross Stripling would be a kind of street, uh, like, um, yeah like kind of under the radar fun ad, but here's what I kind of want to do. I would like to maybe save the money. And I took a look at the 2024 starting pitcher free agent market. And it is chock-a-block, my friend. Chock-a-block. Chock-a-block. Okay. <laughs> here, here are just some of the names. I don't think I included all of them. Uh, in the uh, 2024 free agent market. Okay. So obviously we have Scherzer, who's got a player option. Otani, first time he's a free agent. Okay. Darvish, a little bit older. Fine. Lynn, he's got a club option. Julio Urias is a free agent yeah, next year. That's a fun one. Mm. Aaron Nola is a free agent. Who? Next year. Exactly. <laughs> Lucas Giolito, Sonny Gray, Blake Snell, Luis Severino, Frankie yeah. Montas, Jack Flaherty, Tyler Molly. Charlie Morton, like even if we ignore all the olds and we get rid of Scherzer, Darvish, Lynn and Morton, that list, there are multiple aces on that yeah. list. I would I would throw a lot of money at Aaron Nola. I would I don't think Otani is going to come east of the Mississippi, but I would make him have to turn down a lot of money to do it. I just I see tell you that standing much right at the Mississippi and looking at the river and just shaking going to do head. it. Yeah, just do it. Nope. I, just, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. We have a game in New York. You have to do it. Nope, I'm not nope. doing it. No, nope, sorry. I'm Otani. So honestly, if I'm the O's, maybe I'm doing Bassett on, on a nice deal. But then I'm taking I'm breaking the bank on Urias and Nola. Like if we have like a rotation of Urias and Nola and Grayson Rodriguez and John means that's very competitive. If we have Otani, obviously I don't know how he ages, but even if we get Severino uh, um, Flaherty, I don't know how I feel with his injury stuff, but there's a lot of damn good pitchers in that list. So my understanding here, and I, it makes a lot of sense. You're against Rodon because you feel that is short lived. Yeah. You don't see a guy who's going to perform for six years. You just did it for no. two. Yeah. Um, and there's an argument to be had with that because he is very much focused on the four seamer at 95 and change. If that comes down to 93.5, 94, then he becomes worse. And the slider is very good, but it's not as good as overwhelming as a fastball is. It's also not the highest performing fastball out there. No, but it, 
the job done and it really does propel everything that he does. Sorry to cut you off, but to, to just to that point, he did it for two in terms of performance, but the first of the two was 130 innings. So right, and also about as an ace. of those were hurt as well as a shoulder, right? So really like exactly. 100 almost. And I get that. And that makes sense considering you are, it seems, saying, look, we want to get a guy that is built for the future. Mm-hmm. And Rodon does feel more like a three-year window than yeah. the guys next year. So of that lot next year then, I mean, Otani, not east of the Mississippi, so bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Actually, actually, I think I did hear that Baltimore is going to move to west of the Mississippi just for <laughs> yeah. Otani. God. Um, so then Urias, Nola, Giolito, Severino, Snell, Gray. These are ones that you mentioned here. Gray being, I assume, Sonny, because John is yeah. on a four-year Sunny. deal with uh, mm-hmm. Texas. You can't just say Gray these days. There are three of them mm-hmm. fast. All right. Sorry. Okay? So I'm making such a gray area. Anyway, which Sorry. one do you want? I, I would um, – Urias is the youngest – uh, yeah. so I think going Urias Nola would be, if, if Otani is off the table, probably Urias Nola, you know, it sucks because Urias is a, a garbage person. Um, Montas is also interesting. I'd like to see how he rebounds Severino. Yeah. I also wouldn't mind throwing a, some, some money mm-hmm. at, um, yeah, those are, those are the guys. And then honestly, like give Scherzer, oh, if this is two years from now, when the window will be open, fine. Give Scherzer a $30 million one year deal. The window, the window, oh, window, the window, yeah, like give Scherzer Uh, a one year deal for whatever. Yeah, that could be interesting. Um, that's the problem though, is that you are coming into that window this year, I think, with Adley and with Gunner, and it's gonna be an exciting one. And you could do something right now Mm -hmm. to actually turn you guys from this fringe playoff team to an actual contender. Yep. And I, I don't know. I think that I still is in your best interest to go after Rodon. Um, I think you say, sure, it's not going to be a great six year deal. But if you have this payroll opening up like this, all right, fine. We'll take that chance because then we'll get someone else at the end of it. Right. I, I yeah, I think it's a very valid point. I think the other thing that I neglected to mention is I think the and this kind of ties into the earlier point that I was making you do not need um, Gunnar Henderson and Jackson Holiday and Jordan Westberg all as or and Kobe Mayo all as shortstop third base options. One of those guys will not break will likely be a part of a large trade that gets a, a big starter. Maybe that's a Corbin Burns who was only recently uh, pulled off the market. Like I do think there will be a team that will have an ace pitcher that is going to get traded because the team is awful. Um, so I think yeah. that could be a possibility for them even this year. Yeah, maybe you can be on the good side of a trade. I know? would love that. Big yeah. fan. I mean, like Eric. Bedard. I was happy to sign Gibson. <laughs> I that honestly, like I when I saw that we signed Gibson, I was like, we signed someone, and it's December. Like this is amazing. Yeah, right. like that's that's Barely awesome. December. Yeah. Um, well, okay, that's a good plan for your O's. Uh, in the sake of us trying to, you know, we only have like 15 minutes left of this cast. Um, and I want to get to the fun thing at the end. I don't want to forget that. Um, before we go into who will win the World Series this year. Just kidding. We only start that in season. Um, I'm going to talk about the Yankees. And this is the scenario right now, okay? I am just going to tell you that Judge is a Yankee. And we'll just after that for a second. Judge is a Yankee. This is what the starting lineup is. It's Aaron Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, Cabrera, 
Harrison Bader, DJ LeMayhew, Oswaldo Peraza, Gleyber Torres, Jose Trevino. Not a bad lineup, honestly. You have DJ LeMayhew coming back. I think that you're going to see Oswaldo Cabrera and Oswald Peraza come into their element a little bit better. I uh, Bader, I think, is going to pay off for that Jordan Montgomery deal after all. The thing is, if they don't get Judge, then they need to pivot in some heavy way. And I want this to be a season where we actually trust our young hitters for a change. I want to believe in Volpe. I want to believe in Peraza. I want to believe in Cabrera. I really do want to lean on those three, and I think that that can work. But the bottom line is, we have these three guys. We have Aaron Hicks. We have Josh Donaldson. Honestly, at this point, kind of Gleyber Torres. We just got to get off the team. Mm-hmm. We got to figure this out. Uh, Donaldson's over $20, $20 million this year and has another year next year under $10 million still. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I know, buddy. <laughs> you have Aaron Hicks with actually about sub $10 million. Oh, at least we have money that we spend right. fast. Um, That's true. So uh, Aaron Hicks under $10 million, but still paying him. And Glaber Torres, who is going to be a arbitration and is going to be just annoying to deal with and I feel like I know this is sounds like every Yankee fan it's like the Clint Frazier and thing all over again but instead of asking for guys who are legitimately great how about we just get a decent reliever or two and just remove this from our squad eat some of the money but not all of it and just move on with our lives I that's what I would do as a GM here as as Cashman, as a cash god, he will find that reliever. Of that bullpen, Clay Holmes, Jonathan Lewiska, Wandy Peralta, Lou Trevino, um, Ron, oh no, uh, Mariachio, uh, oh and god. Albert, yeah, don't even do that right now, and Albert Abreu, and Lucas Lutke, uh, Lutke, Lutke, mm-hmm. Lutke, I got that one, Lutke. Now, I imagine Lucky gets replaced, um, maybe Lou Trevino, um, Clark Schmidt, Greg Weiser are also around to do it, but I feel like you need one more um, on top of Tommy Canley, um, who they just signed. And the starting pitching aside, Garrett Cole, Luis Severino, Nestor Cortez feel great about that. Frankie Montes, I believe in that through the year. Dominic yeah. Herman should not be the fifth starter. So you have to find at least one guy here um, to replace him. I would love it to be Carlos Rodon. I think it's such a perfect fit for the Yankees. We don't care about the six-year deal. Go yeah. get him. I think he's going to be a Philly ultimately because they need that third starter. But I think Carlos Rodon is someone that they should go off and pay. And they're on about $155 million for this year. Then you throw in about $20, $25 million for arbitration stuff. So that puts you about uh, $180, $185 million, $180, let's say, million. Then let's say you get Judge. That's going to be $30 million more, $35. You have actually some room right before the luxury tax, which is around $220, $225, I believe, $20. 230. Um, you could make that signing if you also shed something with uh Josh Donaldson, I was mentioning as well. There's some maneuverability here to be done to make one more big signing, and that could be Rodon. As you mentioned, Chris Bassett would be a fantastic addition. I'm a fan mm. of that one. Um, yeah. I even wrote Ross Stripling here as well. Michael Waka could work, um, as the Yankees have gone into changeups um a ton, but they need to get somebody. It cannot be Domingo Herman. Because after Herman, it gets really dicey quickly. And there are two other moves. Let's say that Aaron Judge is, is not signed by the Yankees. How do we pivot? You got to go after Brian Reynolds. You have to go after Andrew Benatendi. One of those two need to be a Yankee. Because we cannot we cannot survive with Bader and Cabrera in the outfield. And then Florial out there too. 
Uh, it gets really, really tough. And Hicks, I know uh, it can't happen. It's just uh, cannot. And there, sadly, I don't want it to be Nimmo. Um, it's got to be trading for something. We could be trading for Pablo Lopez. We're apparently supposed to do it right at the deadline. Then we didn't get it. Uh, maybe now we're able to get it. Right? Someone in the Marlins. Just one of those guys. Give us Luzardo. Give us Lopez. Whatever it is. We need him. Okay? Go and get him. Um, Brian Reynolds, as we just mentioned, sure. We could even make a play for Wilson Contreras and pivot away from offense in the outfield to offense behind catcher instead of Jose Trefino. That could work. But the thing is, if the Yankees do not get Judge, they're going to pivot. And we have all this money to get somebody. Mm -hmm. And that might benefit to be Rodon. That might benefit to be, I don't want it to be Correa. Correa, I do like Swanson. But we do have a little bit of fun to be had with our infield with Peraza and with Volpe. So I, I'm not the biggest fan of that one. Um, just because if it wasn't Trey Turner, then I don't want it to be any of them. I That's fine with me. So that that's kind of where I'm standing right now is GM. I think they're, that Cashman's going to make some interesting deals to make some stuff happen with this to shift it around. I would be very upset if those three, if none of those three are off the team, Donaldson, Hicks, and Torres. I think one of them needs to go. I know Torres, I think, still ultimately has more potential, but it's just not working here. He's someone that yeah. needs to be outside of New York. I think there has to be another team that understands that. Uh, that That's my assessment of the New York Yankees, and I feel pretty good about it. No, I think it's apt. I mean, I think the only thing is it looks like DJ LeMayu probably, I don't know if you're going to be able to rely on him. It looks like... He's either going to have a foot surgery or is going to decide to start the year injured. <laughs> like from what right. I understand, like he, he's yeah, not going to be. I, I, the way I see it is that right. You, you can have uh, you can have DJ LeMay who has like cool. You're going to be on our, our guy like in May, June. Like yeah. that's going to be it through the year. Once that happens, you don't want to. I mean, you you certainly can't go into the season being like, look, I uh, we just going to have him as depth, and that's a good problem to have. Um. But I also kind of see as the opportunity of those young guys stepping up and uh, taking on more. So it could work out if we don't get rid of Torres, then they can can mess around with Peraza, Volpe, and Torres around the infield. Uh, you still have Rizzo at first base. That was a good signing. I liked it. I thought it was a perfect fit. Everybody was happy. So, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder that, if the Yankees get a guy like Adam Frazier, like someone that they can like to be. See, the thing is, IKF, right? they signed, they signed IKF. And yeah, that's true. I don't believe that's they are going to go for another one of those. You yeah. are in a fun position aside from the fact that you have more money than God to be able to, because you, we're because not, as what, we're not Sinclair media, buddy. Okay. <laughs> uh, because of what you said about like, uh, about the rotation where, you know, you feel really solid about your three and you've got a good four. So all you need is kind of a high upside five. There are, I, I kind of think that's what a majority of the starting pitchers on the market are right now. Right? Like Taiwan Walker can be in high upside five for the Yankees and they might be able to get a good amount no. out of him. No, uh, I don't want that. I want Kodai Senga though. Yeah. Senga is a good one. Fun. Sang is a good one. Um, uh, Ross Stripling would be another good one for you. Um, I wonder if they would sign someone more boring like Jose Quintana and that after that kind of. I was going to say Wade Miley, but uh, that's mm. just because I, for whatever reason, have a thing for Wade Miley. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really see them pairing with Noah Syndergaard as logical. Nathan Eovaldi, I feel like they would want more of an innings eater than something that's like more volatile. Well, I think he's going to go for more, and he's going to be a bigger role for another team. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. 
Um, it's a fun position for you to be in. It wouldn't surprise me uh, for you to get um, uh, uh, who you just mentioned. Why is his name? Uh, uh, Kodai Senga. Me. Kodai Senga. Thank you. Because he also just said that he wanted he's receiving five plus year offers right now, which is kind of wild. Um, I think that really I always fun. get a, I always get a little bit nervous about signing dudes coming over from from Japan. Um, man, where is he going to end up on a five year deal? What are you laughing at? Something about you being nervous. It's like, oh no, God, like, no, please. Like, yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's that's our assessments of the Yankees and the Orioles. Please let us know on Twitter and inside the Discord what you think about them. What changes uh, you would make? I think I added one extra reliever because of Conley. So maybe the Yankees don't really need it. Um, and you can also make fun of me and how I Marciano. No, no, Mary Marinaccio, Marinaccio. I'm just Marinaccio. I think yeah. I got it. Ron Marinaccio. I think I finally yeah, I got think it, it, guys. Is that I believe that yes! is what it is. Marinaccio. That's what I said before too. Thanks, Adam Howe, for editing that back in. Um, so I. But anyway, we have one last fun surprise for today, and yes. uh, you'll see it on Twitter. Um, if you're listening to early on Wednesday, we'll be tweeting this out tomorrow morning around 10, 11 o'clock. So be on the lookout for it. Um, should be also in the show notes. We have a one of those wonderful, you have $15 to spend graphics mm, about all of these free agents. And I'm going to read this out right now of what your options are. Then you're going to tell me who you're going to pick and I'll tell you who I am. And do okay. this in just, just, yeah, $15 to spend. What are you doing with it? You know? Oh, it's not one from you each know, list? If you want to do one from each list, you can too. We can do it both ways. I like the idea of just like, you got 15 bucks, just do what you want. But that doesn't do make any sense. List. Doesn't make any sense. I'm fine. All right. One from each one. Okay. Um, What's the point of the dollar? You want to be able to do two fours and two twos and something. You want to be able to do a la carte. Because then it's you could just fun. buy the three best people. That doesn't mean that you're done. Maybe you need a fuller team. Maybe Yes, you rather... do. You need one from each. Stop it fast. Uh, <laughs> You need to get five. How about that? You don't need to get one from each. <laughs> then the only way to get five is to do one from each. No, you can. Oh, do you could do three fours. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. I know I'm right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> three fours, a two, and a one. Okay. So uh, this is what we have. At five dollars, you can get either Aaron Judge, Jacob Degrom, Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, or Justin Verlander. Four dollars is Brandon Nimmo, Carlos Rodon, Xander Bogart, Stansby Swanson, Wilson Contreras. $3 is Andrew Heaney, Chris Bassett, Andrew Benatendi, Cody Bellinger, and Kenley Jansen. By the way, Bellinger's an interesting one for the Yankees. We'll see if that happens. Gene mm-hmm. Segura at $2 with Josh Bell, Christian Vasquez, Jamison Tyone, and Brandon Drury. And at $1 is Kodai, Kodai Senga, Justin Turner, Michael Brantley, Noah Syndergaard, and Adam Ottavino. So fast, going through, let's just do one for each row. Yeah, yeah. What are you grabbing from the five? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and grab uh, Judge at the five. You're grabbing Judge. Okay. Yeah. And we're not doing this based on what theoretical contract it would be or anything. No, like it's that. next year and that's it. Just next year, one-year deals. One-year deals. Oh. <laughs> uh, that changes everything. All right, that, that changes everything. I don't know. I, I feel like Trey Turner is still the best one. Really? Oh, I'm, doing, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah. There's something about Trey Turner to me. I'm just like all around just, I mean, it's Darren Judge. We all know it's Darren Judge. I'm trying to do something different for you, okay? You could say DeGrom or Verlander, but I'd say with the four, I go with Carlos Rodon. What would you yeah, go with? That we have the exact same strategy. Yeah, I was looking at Rodon in the four tier and thinking like, all right, 
I can settle with that as my ace. I don't need DeGrom and I don't need Verlander then if I can get DeGrom. Plus the hitters in the four tier. Obviously, Bogart's good. Swanson good. Contreras good. Yeah, Swanson excellent at shortstop. Uh, Wilson Contreras, if I look, I want an amazing backstop there. Great. Yeah. I get that a lot. Um, $3 tier, who are you going for? Ooh, I'm going to I'm gonna shore up my rotation and go, and go Bassett. Man, this isn't fair. I mean, okay, fine. I'm again. I'm going to be contrarian again. I'm going to say Kenley Jansen, who's been a stud closer for a while, be able to be one for ages. Uh-huh. Cannot be understated. Uh, I'm going to lean on that. But yeah, Chris Bassett's amazing. Okay, the two one is harder. Jason yeah. Segura, Josh Bell, Christian Vasquez, Tyone, or Drury. I think I'm going to go Bell. Going to go Josh Bell. I'm going to go yeah. Brandon Drury. Why Drury? I think Drury's a fantastic hitter. I think he has really good swing decisions. He also has positional uh, flexibility. He fits with a lot of different teams. I kind of feel like Bell, yeah, he's going to be like maybe a DH even in Cleveland. It's, I don't know. I think Drury's going to have a better season. Yeah, but didn't Drury kind of fall off? No, he just had a really bad August. He didn't fall off. Um, okay. All right. Yeah, I can see jury. I like the position eligibility. That's a smart one. I, I mean, we we definitely have the same one dollar person. I mean, okay, it's Kodai Senga, but still, yeah. who after that, who's that? Do, 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 do. Uh, well, we have. I haven't gotten any relievers. Uh, if I'm not beholden myself to getting a reliever and going with Adam Adovino, then I'd go with Turner. Um, uh, I don't. You know, I think last year was obviously not what we wanted it to be, but I still think there's some a little bit left in the tank. Uh, so I'll go with Turner. I'm gonna go with Adovino. I uh, I think it's really nice to have Adovino in your in your bullpen. Uh, it's yeah. just like all right, Adovino. I mean, it is there is a little bit of chaos every so often given how he throws, but I think Adovino's pretty dang good. So I'm gonna yeah. spend my dollar there. I'm gonna have really fun right now, so much fun, and just spend normally because it says you have fifteen dollars to spend, not one from okay. each row. Yeah. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Okay. Uh, let's go Aaron Judge and Trey Turner for $10. Then I'll go Bassett for $3. I'll go Kodai Sengai for one. And I'll go, uh, Adam Adovino for one. Uh, Judge DeGrom and Verlander, done. No. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's so oh, easy. Five guys. I took five guys. It doesn't matter. My three, my three are better than all of them. Oh man, how do these work, everybody? I don't know. We try to have fun, <laughs> and we can't even decide how it's supposed to work. That's how. It I goes. mean, okay, so then your other two guys are Josh Donaldson and uh, totally um, Patrick Corbin. <laughs> okay, well then, hold on. Wait, Patrick Corbin's <laughs> supposed to have Patrick Corbin's supposed to have the same ERA as Tony Gonsolin as next Tony year. Gonsolin, of course. Yeah, so who cares? Right. Oh, I'm sorry. You get Tony Gonsolin instead. How could I mess that up? Um, Speaking of Cody Bellinger, he just signed a one-year deal with the Chicago Cubs, uh, 17.5, literally right now at 6.14 p.m. on this Wednesday or Tuesday. So there goes Bellinger off the board at 14.5 million. I mean, the Cubs need to do something. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's the best fit, but... Yeah, that is... That's... That's very interesting. I mean, like, I am not really a believer that he's going to really be able to turn it around. I just Doc, don't think Doc so. signed with the Cubs, right? And not now, but like at one point in his career. Didn't yeah, Doc, uh, two years ago, it was with the Cubs, I think. Yeah, it feels like the same deal again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 17.5. Yeah. It's pretty high. For a one year, a one year kind of prove it deal. If he doesn't, then he's just, you know, if he if he has another year like he did last year, he's just going to start being signed to minor league contracts. 
Yeah. He had, oh, Jock had one. He was, yeah, he had one year with uh, Chicago and then was traded to Atlanta. Um, yeah, it, feel, it feels like that deal again. Yeah, it really um, does. So, so and at the end of the year last year, Cody Bellinger ended up slashing 210, 265, 389 after hitting 165 in 2021 and 239 in 2020. I understand we all want to pretend like those seasons didn't exist and maybe that's fine for the 2020 season. But what? He's, he's going to be probably at most 20 home runs with like a 220 average like and a 28% K rate like I just don't I mean it's a one year know. deal the Cubs don't seem to be super competitive next year anyway yeah so as a stopgap seeing like hey maybe this works out uh, you know kind of thing I get it they can also if he's super hot deal him midway through the season like they did with Jock yeah that might true. be what the Cubs are thinking here that's a good point that's a good point um, but anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the Nick and Alex baseball show. I hope you enjoyed us having a little bit of fun with the offseason and free agency. We've got fast. It's like two months till PL8. We also mm. have PitchCon coming um, before then. I uh, check out my Twitch streams in the morning going over all the starting pitching rotations. And uh, yeah, I mean, we really get back into the fantasy things in January. Yep. I Oh, boy. Baseball's coming, guys. It's coming. It's coming. For you, but. I, on behalf, well, this has been the Nick and Alex Baseball Show, and my name is Nick Pollock. And I am Alex Fast, and we'll talk to you guys very soon.